Hey everyone, thank you for listening. I'm recording this intro on Wednesday, 17 June 2020, and last weekend passed without protests in Hong Kong. A lot has happened in Hong Kong in the last decades, but let me focus here on the events in the last year, 2019-2020, and how they have influenced life in the city. It started with protests around March 2019 against amendment of the extradition bill in Hong Kong that would provide legal ground to extradite Hong Kong citizens on a case-by-case basis to other countries, including China. For me, the highlight was in November 2019, when students occupied the universities, blocked the roads and managed to make a big part of the metro system stop working. An earlier withdrawal of the law did not help to calm things down. Then COVID-19 happened at the end of January 2020, and all people in Hong Kong were immediately in virus mode. As they experienced SARS before, everyone was super careful. And as a result, also the protests were hardly taking place. And then in May 2020, the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress passed the new national security law for Hong Kong. A lot of clients have asked me what will happen to Hong Kong in the near future and what influence this has on the business climate of Hong Kong. Of course, no one can predict the future. And until so far, I've learned that anything, good and bad, can happen in this world apparently. But from my point of view, it is relevant that the legal, fiscal and financial system and its history, especially related to business, is so different between China and Hong Kong. Common law versus civil law, the international payment gateways, the role law, rules and regulations play in society and international trading, the customs and security people have as a result of a certain level of professionalism, and in the infrastructure and facilities of courts and judges, the topics around employment, like sick leave, all details around termination, such as severance payment and reasons for termination, the tax system, the visa system, and so on. There is a big difference between Hong Kong and China, and for sure, that gap will be getting smaller in the future. But there are different ways to do that, and it will also take time. In the meantime, China benefits from Hong Kong's special status and facilities. However, people are worried about what is going to happen, and that atmosphere is noticeable here. So I asked two young people in my surroundings what it means for them, and I also asked my friend Jackson, who is a serial entrepreneur, what his thoughts are. It is not our aim to get into political discussion, but just intended to reflect the mood of these days. My first guest is Andrew Tsang, a newly qualified lawyer who is currently looking for a new job opportunity. I will talk with him about the national security law, the anthem law, his personal take on the future of Hong Kong, and how he thinks professionals in the legal sector deal with this, and if he will make other decisions because of what is happening in Hong Kong. Then I will talk to my friend Jackson Lam, as mentioned, with Suki Ng as my last guest. Suki, my former colleague who is currently finishing her year in London as a corporate governance student. She shares with me her personal view on how it feels to be a young Hong Kong Kong person in these times. I'm very grateful for all guests that they were willing to share their views with me. Enjoy our interviews, please. Hey, hi, Andrew. Welcome in my show. Thank you for coming. Hi, Choi. It's good to be on the show. How are you? Uh, No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, so Andrew, uh, I invited you uh, because of uh, yeah who you are, uh, and maybe you can tell a little bit about yourself. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm Andrew, and uh, I'm 27 years old, and uh, I am a newly qualified solicitor in Hong Kong. So uh, I grew up in Hong Kong, uh, and I attended an international school. 
at Ford University, I went to England, uh, Manchester to be exact, and I studied a Bachelor's of Laws, so an LLB, so a law degree in England for three years. And after that, I came back to Hong Kong to do um, my postgraduate studies, the PCLL at the City University. And then after that, when I finished that, I went to, uh, to my two-year training period in Hong Kong. And then so now I'm here, uh, I just recently been qualified. Okay, yeah, that's so interesting because you are born and raised in Hong Kong, but you have also experience studying in, in two different worlds and also working experience in Hong Kong. Um, yeah, so um, I also, I know that you're not an expert in this, but I wanted to know what your view is on the national security law that is uh, recently in the news. Okay, sure. Yeah, so basically, yes, the national security law is a... Uh, Intended legislation, which uh, recently just only been uh, approved by the National People's Congress to uh, to pass this law, so it's, it's going to be enacted in Hong Kong, but not yet. That is a law that penalizes acts of uh, secession, uh, uh, treason, terrorism. You know, acts that endanger national security, and also any other acts which uh, can be considered foreign interference into Hong Kong's uh, internal affairs. Okay, so it seems a bit like an uh, yeah, an reply to what happened uh, last year with the protest. Would you say that, or is it, yeah, if you yeah. can say anything about it? Oh yeah, sure. So I think yes, the the intention of this law was to target a, a supposed a loophole in Hong Kong's uh, legal system, where there is no such law that penalizes acts of you know terrorism, or like they say secession, you know, subversion of state power, which is uh, one of these things uh, against the Chinese government. So they say that because of the violence and the vandalism that happened in a lot of people in Hong Kong over the past year, that they needed this law to uh, protect the sovereignty of China and the, the national interests of China. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, that's interesting indeed that it wasn't before. Because during the protest, I saw a lot of uh, signals or, or uh, also uh, slogans about, uh, about the government that were sometimes pretty uh, insulting. So based on this law, that is something that will be penalized in the future, you think? Well, at this point, we are not sure yet because uh, mm. the law is still in development. The, the, it is still being drafted, I think, by the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress. So no one really knows exactly the content of uh, this piece of legislation. But all we know is it will just punish anyone who commits acts of secession, treason, terrorism, foreign interference uh, or subversion of state power and yeah. these things and it's very general and yeah. and it's vague I would say so at, the, at this point we don't uh, we don't know exactly what is the implications of uh, this, this law yet yeah but uh, was it expected how is the community or society reacting to it well I think there's quite a lot of controversy right now in Hong Kong about the, this law because uh, this law was passed by the National People's Congress complete by bypassing the Hong Kong's legislature, the Legislative Council. So it was essentially, it does not, it did not take into account the, the, the legal, the legislature of Hong Kong. It just simply passed in China, which without any consultation of in, in Hong Kong, which yeah. is normally the process yeah, yeah, passing yeah. legislation. So there's a lot of concern that uh, people are raising concerns that, you know, China is encroaching on Hong Kong's autonomy. Mm. And it's a uh, eroding the one country, two systems. Yeah, okay. Uh, and is there any particular reaction from uh, from lawyers in, in Hong Kong? 
that you know of? Uh, for, for lawyers in Hong Kong, I'll say there is also a split mm. in terms of uh, how they reacted. Mostly, in general, uh, the, the barristers um, uh, have, have come out against or raised concerns about this law mm-hmm. as, as in, in terms of the, the way it is passed, you know, uh, bypassing the legislature. Also, the content of it, whether it would be used to uh, subvert freedoms. And, but on the other hand, the solicitor, solicitors in general, the law society itself, has come out generally in, in support or in of the government and uh, this law. And well, I would speculate mainly maybe because uh, solicitors in Hong Kong, right, uh, in current day, rely quite a lot on uh, mm. business from China. They have a lot of clients from China, and uh, being in opposition of this law would not. Um, may not be a good, such a good idea when your client base is uh, based in China. Yeah, oh, that's interesting, yeah, that there's a division between uh, barristers and solicitors in this. So even if it's uh, it's already dividing people in the same profession or, or almost the same profession, so I can imagine that the impact on the society in Hong Kong is also division, right? Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's obviously a quite a division in Hong Kong as well. And uh, for people who are in support of the law, Says, says that you know over the past year, uh, year we have seen a lot of acts of violence, vandalism, you know MTR being being destroyed, uh, shops being burnt, and these kind of acts that people consider to be very uh, damaging yeah. to the Hong Kong and you know damaging to the China as well. Yeah. And, and they say that when this law is passed, it will make Hong Kong a more peaceful environment, and which is, allows it to you know continue its success and uh, flourish. Yeah, and, and this law is what it needs to crack down on people who who choose to path of violence or to to an, uh, take these action these drastic actions to uh, you know oppose the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of uh, friends and and uh, clients who are asking me what is going on in Hong Kong and do you think that the business climate will change in the in the near future? And I'm always quite positive. I mean, uh, of course, some things will change in in due time. But the business part of it, um, and in combination with the legal framework, I, I mean, in Hong Kong, the legal framework is totally different than the one in China. Mm-hmm. Almost opposite, I would say, for something. So it will take a lot of effort to change it. And I, yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon because that means such a change of society in general. And also a lot of people are working in the banking and financial sector. So... Yeah, I think it wouldn't go so fast. And what is your, or what would you say to my clients who are concerned about this? Well, I think in the, well, in the short term, I don't think this will may not have a huge impact on the business in Hong Kong because I think you know, even the Chinese government realizes that Hong Kong is, is still a financial capital, one of the financial centers of the world. You know, it's still quite prosperous, and there's a lot of business uh, interest in Hong Kong. A lot of foreign companies still like to come to Hong Kong and do business because of the rule of law and the legal system. So I don't think that will change in the short term. I mean, it really depends on how this law is implemented, I will say. Because uh, right now there's a lot of uncertainty. And uh, uncertainty usually is bad for business. So it would be be really helpful, I think, if the government, uh, the Chinese government and the Hong Kong government really clarifies the, the nature of this law and also it's important to put the limits on uh, how it's affected, and then therefore people would know exactly what are the situations that you know would fall foul of this law, and so that people will have confidence that it would not be uh, used for subverting freedoms in Hong Kong, yeah. which is a concern that many people have. Yeah, 
But I have to say, yeah, I mean, since uh, the virus situation is a little bit better now, not a lot of protests, very small amounts of protests. I'm not sure if that's related to the law or to, to the approach uh, of China, but it's a fact that there are a lot, lot less protests right now, right? Yeah, yeah, there's certainly less uh, protests, but still maybe partly because of the coronavirus yeah. as well, but also, yeah, maybe because people are concerned about this law, maybe they, they would rather stay home instead of going to protest. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, but there's also another law, right? The Anthem Law, that is, can you tell more about that? What is that? Oh, yes. Yeah. So the National Anthem Law is a separate piece of legislation, which uh, was also proposed by uh, the Chinese government, uh, the National People's Congress. But it's also it was passed through the Legislative Council in Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and so it was only passed several days ago. Yeah. And what it is, is a, it's a law that essentially makes it a criminal offense to, to act in a disrespectful manner whenever mm. the national anthem is being played mm, mm, mm. and this only uh, obviously this only applies in certain specific situations mm. which are formal situations such as sporting events or you know raising of the flag ceremonies and when uh, that happens then it's criminal offense to disrespect yeah and act in a disrespectful manner yeah yeah okay so if it's a formal setting and there's a streaker running at the moment mm. that uh, the anthem is uh there, then there will be consequences, most probably. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, most probably, yeah. And also any form of disrespect, booing, yeah. or you know, uh. singing their lyrics wrong, or um, in a mocking tone. Yeah. yeah. But also, it's important to note that uh, this law actually does not force anyone to sing the anthem. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's just it's essentially, so you're not, uh, anyone is not forced to sing it or, or do anything else, but it's just simply not yeah. disrespected. Uh, yeah. That is where it ends. Yeah. Does it happen a lot? Was it necessary, this law? Did you see that on TV or in media or on, in your own surroundings that people were doing that mocking? I think uh, this law was came uh, came about because of the, there's a, I think several years ago, back in, I think, 2015, mm -hmm. there was a several football matches between, between Hong Kong, involving Hong Kong. And when the national anthem was played, the, the supporters at the, at the event started uh, booing or started uh, making uh, mm. disrespectful noises, gestures, tourist anthem. Uh, this caused a huge, uh, I think, huge uh, you know, controversy. Yeah. And uh, there is, uh, I think, FIFA, the, the governing body of uh, football, they also uh, sanctioned, uh, I think, the Hong Kong uh, Football Association for, yeah. for, for, this, for these acts of the, these fans. Yeah. And so I think in response to this huge, huge scandal, yeah. say, and, uh, the you know, the government, the Chinese government, decided that this law was necessary to protect uh, the integrity of the, the national anthem. But yeah, interesting. So they still waited a couple of years, actually, because that incident was uh, a while ago. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was, I think, in 2017. Yeah, when yeah. They, when they, uh, so normally they're very quick with making yeah. uh, laws and regulations, but with this one, they, they took their time. But okay, now yeah. it's there, and... Uh, yeah, probably won't happen anymore. I mean, uh, there were there were a lot of protests in the last year, last year, but usually people are really uh, respecting the law and the regulations here. So I expect that with this law, that people indeed will not so will will not be doing that anymore. Maybe just an incident, but 
Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And also, yeah. it's, it's only limited to to the national anthem. So if people have legitimate protests, they can still protest. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just not during yeah. The, you know, the anthem. Which, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, with this unsure future uh, ahead of us. Is that something that will make you make any different decision about how you will, uh, where you will be the rest of your life or where you will start your career? Yeah. Uh, do you have any decisions in that? Well, I think, yeah, I think definitely in the short term, it will definitely depend on how the law is implemented in Hong Kong. Because uh, if the law, you know, as in Hong Kong, you know, we've always enjoyed great freedoms, freedom of speech, you know, uh, lots of freedom, other freedoms that may be not available elsewhere. Mm. And this is a way of life, the Hong Kong way of life mm. that we've been living, I've been, I've been used to living. And so if the law comes in and, and it's implemented in a way that's very draconian, or harsh yeah. on other people, that really re- changes the way that I have to live my life, then yeah, that is something that I would have to consider and yeah. maybe moving uh, some elsewhere yeah. uh, maybe uh, yeah, to pursue my career. Yeah. But at the moment, I think it's very important. I think uh, for the for the government to consider and to consider the public, you know, the public's uh, interest, right? The, what the public really wants with this law, and to take that into account instead of simply just passing through the law. Yeah, so it's a bit of that. testing the waters as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that I mean that if that is possible, that they would take you know the public consultation, the, the opinions and. Uh, the public in their account when the, they decide to actually draft and implement this law. Yeah, I think that would be best for all parties concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, maybe take into account how the other countries are reacting to it as well. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. yeah and how is it for your uh, people surrounding you, uh, your your fellow students or f- former students, and uh, your family, friends? How are they affected by this? Uh, uh, yeah, I think in general for people within my peers, people of my age, yeah. I think uh, I can say that most mostly have been uh, coming out against this this law mm. uh, because you know there people are, uh, people of my age are used to the f- enjoying the freedoms and they are so certainly they are concerned that you know, this might not less this the freedoms that we had might be uh, curbed by yeah. this law. Yeah, and also I mean cer- um, certainly there are also people that who come out against. Against uh, against the I mean su- in support of the law. Yeah. But then that that is uh, something that is people from people among my age. I think it's it's quite rare. Yeah. But there are also people that you know simply decide not to talk about it. Yeah. Want to remain silent in order to avoid conflicts with other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do the political correct thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it it does create a lot of yeah. Sometimes it's it's really the question if you're blue or yellow and. Yeah, it's harsh to. Uh, it's better to stay out of that conflict, I think. Yeah, because it has disrupted families. I understand, for example. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, but I think also, I mean, it should be people should be inclusive. Like people are allowed to, to have their opinions. Yeah. And I think we sh- shouldn't, you know, just because someone says something that you don't like, or it's different from yours, maybe you should listen to them and you know decide. To, you know, at least listen to them, and you don't have to get into a. You know, very personal. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. I think sometimes it's so hard to avoid with some people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people are, are taking it very personal. Yeah. That which is a pity. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This, of course, there are a lot of things at stake, but there's maybe also not a lot of tradition of, uh, yeah, having debate about it. Yeah. Maybe that's and also now it's a real 
change, and uh, just the time is is short, of course. So it gives a lot of tension, I think. Okay, it was very clear. Thank you very much for your explanation. Uh, wishing you a lot of uh, luck with your career, then. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Jackson, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm terrific. Thank you, Choi. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm, uh, I asked you to come to the show uh, today because um, you are living in Hong Kong as well and you're born and raised here and you're a serial entrepreneur. So I wanted to know your opinion about the uh, business climate and lifestyle climate nowadays uh, with the protests, the background and the new laws. What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's a lot of uh, it's a lot of questions in one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start from the beginning then. Yeah, tell yeah. me, tell me, tell the people about yourself first. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I I I, I was uh, raised in Hong Kong uh, until eighteen, and then I spent a couple of years in the U.S. studying, and then I came back pretty pretty quickly after I graduated to start working in Hong Kong and uh, spent a lot of time in China working. So. Uh, now running my business, uh, you know, with my team in Hong Kong and China, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of like a I'm a, doing my tech business right now. Okay, yeah. So, um, and what about your family situation? Yeah, um, yeah, I have a daughter, seven years old, uh, in Hong Kong that lives with me, and so we uh, we have been fortunately just st started school, right? Mm -hmm. um yesterday actually yeah um after five months after five months you know so it's interesting to to uh, uh wake her up at six in the morning to try to push her out the door yeah. actually yeah so it's been interesting happy life is over yeah actually uh but it's it's, it's good though because i think you know after months of playing video games and yeah. zoom and everything like she i think she has hit a uh a plateau yeah, she's like, "Can I see some real people?" <laughs> that's, actually, that's exactly what she said. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, life is uh, more and more going back to normal. Um, but yeah, for the future of Hong Kong, it's quite uncertain. What will happen? You have any thoughts about it that you want to share? Well, yeah, I mean, um, I just, I just read the newspaper today, and uh, I think we have about close to 6% un unemployment right now. Mm. Um, so that number was actually 3% uh, two decades ago, I think. Uh, yeah, so basically, I think there's a, I mean, like, this is not a secret, right? Hong Kong has been going through a sy systematic um, sort of um, situation, right? So job creation has not been great. Um, everybody knows that. And uh I think I think the whole situation with the protests and and all the activities just kind of exemplify right the the fact that um I mean there's a lot of problems you know in in the society yeah right? that 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 actually is hurting um, the economy and and the young people to grow yeah um, so um, yeah so definitely hasn't been great because again you know since the uh, announcement of the uh, the new uh, national law, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, since, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. right? Since that announcement, yeah. And uh, well, you see everywhere now, it's like, you know, 
what is the what is the ad that you see the most? It's uh, uh, immigration, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like everybody is talking about it, you know, like leaving Hong Kong. Uh, but I, you know, I grew up here and I, I love Hong Kong, and I I want I I still believe that Hong Kong can be better, uh, despite all the challenges. Um, yeah. But but it really it takes a lot of. Um, it really takes a right approach, right? Yeah. Because, because yeah, yeah. the, I mean, I don't want to criticize the government, but uh, you know, if you look at, um, you know, the the strategy, you know, from from the government side, you know, like the position of Hong Kong, um, it, it definitely hasn't been super good, you know, because Hong Kong faced a lot of competition, you know. I mean, um, people coming down from mainland China, you know, taking Hong Kong people's job. Yes, uh, but you know, like for companies, you hire, you know, the best people that you can find, and uh, so people are mobile now. People can come down, you know, like and also, you know, so like it's it's natural competition that that the Hong Kong, I think, the young people are facing, and uh, um, yeah, but it seems like there's a lot of people out there that are still probably like spending energy on not the constructive things, right? You know, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. you know, protest is, is, um, it's a big movement in itself. Uh, but I still believe that, um, hearing from, uh, some of my friends that are in corporations and, you know, that are actually very close to recruitment and, um, you know, the job market, um, that, that, um, I mean, there's a lot of problems still, you know, coming from the local job market as in, you know uh, the qualification of the candidates, um, the attitude of the candidates, you know, and and a lot more. Um, that is actually sort of fundamentally creating that 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 problem, despite all the COVID or whatever protests, right? Because that's a short term thing. Yeah. But if you look at Hong Kong as a long term um, growth prospect, you know, like education has to create, you know, good candidates for jobs. And uh, but but it seems like that is a big problem there. Yeah, but it has been a long, long time problem actually already. Yeah. The education system, but yeah. yeah. And that, but that, that's why, that's why I always go back there, right? Because I think that yeah. is the, that is the main thing that we need to focus on. Yeah. Because right? COVID will pass. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, like, you know, then then things will get more stabilized over time. Yeah. But. If the if the if companies want to hire people but they cannot find the right people, you know, maybe it's the yeah maybe yeah. it's the skills right and also like maybe it's the skills maybe it's the attitude maybe it's the profile yeah. everything, then 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 there's a big gap yeah you know and and without the right talent the company cannot succeed yeah right and and so so that's sort of like the cycle that we, uh, we do. yeah yeah which is quite a pity actually because hong kong people do have a big advantage because of the exposure to the international trading world and uh, to have more experience with dealing with different cultures and yeah so compared to the the the, the, the candidates coming from the mainland so it's real lost opportunity if they don't step up i i agree with you on that yeah yeah so yeah exactly so like you know it's it's very simple right um you know i i actually recently heard something that i think if i say it you know people is gonna 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 start trolling on me but uh the, the, the fact is i heard i've heard it multiple times from people saying that hey um um 
you know, sometimes company have, I mean, when people hire, you know, like they, they, they want to hire the best people. Right. So it, yeah, it means that of where they are from. Yeah, yeah. So it means that, you know, like, like, you know, like the, 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 the person has to have good skills. Um, and in, so, you know, like, you know, language is definitely one thing um, that I hear that on and on again, you know, um, you also read in the news and, you know, hear from people too. Right. So that, that is the one thing. So, but la- like stuff like language um, is, is, um, is already not like the barrier, you know, for people coming overseas into Hong Kong to look for jobs, right? Yeah. If you understand, so like, you know, then 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 it's the you know then it's like the you know the skill set really that that matches what company want. You know? Yeah. Um, and so I think there's a lot of things that need to be done in education in general. So yeah. Just so yeah. You know, sorry, sorry. I keep going back there, but I I just feel yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I understand. You're really thinking about long term. The pandemic will be over one day. Yeah. The protests will be going. Uh, will be over one day. Yeah. You love Hong Kong. You think for the, for the future of Hong Kong, for the young people, they need to realize, and the government needs to realize that mm-hmm. yeah, the future is the young people, and there should be an investment in the education to make the people competitive enough to secure a stable future yes precisely right so so basically you know like i think over the last two years three three four years now mm. i mean there's so many government uh, incentive to create more tech jobs right mm, mm, mm. i mean there's a lot of things going on a lot of sort of money throwing around yeah but in but if you actually go on the job boards today and look right you know for example give you one example hong kong has been very well known for, for the financial uh, industry yeah but if you look at actually the banking worlds right now right mm-hmm. and then you look at the, the like like what jobs uh, the banks are hiring yeah majority of the jobs are actually tech jobs yeah so yeah what that means is you know like do we have enough tech talents coming out from uh, universities and um, you know to to fulfill that no and it's also it's also a global trend because uh, it, it's not just hong kong mm-hmm. like every company is a tech company now right the bank become a tech company a law firm become a tech uh, company a consumer good uh, company become a tech yeah, company interesting yeah yeah so so it just there's a massive uh, um, um, a gap between tech talents uh, and <laughs> and and the supply and is the supply coming from somewhere else is it coming from somewhere else in asia is there a country here in asia that is dealing with that better or yeah still more supply coming from other countries yeah i mean basically um you know if you look at hong kong right like relatively speaking you know like really like you can feel it day to day i maybe you don't agree, agree with me you don't have to. This is how I feel. I mean, you walk down the street, you talk to people, you go to, mm-hmm. you know, like you walk around, like there's, there hasn't been a lot of innovations, you know, that's happening on the ground. If you step Yeah, but they say that a border, lot about Hong Kong. Yeah. If yeah, you step, yeah. if you step across the border to just Shenzhen, yeah. you know, and every time I go there, like for meetings, you know, like you feel the energy, you know, you go to yeah. a cafe, you know, people are talking about startup. People are talking about innovations. Yeah, there's much, there's so and, much more ambition and hunger there. Yeah, you can just feel that people really want to. But it's the different level of society. 
Yeah, and, That's and Indus, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, it's very hard to compare. Even. Yeah. Yeah, but but we have to compare because uh, because, because it's, it's just a, because it's it just is just very close across yeah. the border. It's just across the border. We don't even have to talk about Singapore or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Thailand it's like or one Vietnam. hour away. It's like from here to Shenzhen is like one hour. Yeah, I mean in Asia, I mean you know all these like tech hubs are are coming up, right? And uh, for example, if you yeah. compare to Singapore, massive yeah. difference. Singapore government actually does a lot of uh, right things about um, um, tech, creating companies and creating jobs, you know, um, so, um, yeah, that's why actually, you know, um, I was um, talking to a couple of friends that actually decided to set up a Asia headquarters in, mm-hmm. in, in, in Asia, mm-hmm. tech company, right? They, they might be coming from UK or like, you know, the US, uh, but, but the overall environment in Singapore is just much better. Oh, for tech wow, company. okay. Yeah, like all the actual funding and all the, all the actual like talent, right, to to, to, to recruit people and also the customers, right? So if you actually look at the trends, uh, a lot more tech companies are actually setting up uh, headquarters in Singapore yeah. compared to Hong Kong. So, yeah. so what I mean is Hong Kong is losing out yeah. on on being uh, uh, the tech hub. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so... Um, okay, so that's, yeah. So you think that that's uh, definitely something where they can work on, yeah. And it was also in the news that uh, mm-hmm. it's very hard for the Hong Kong government to find a PR company yeah. um, to to help them to uh, improve their uh, image. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, what, yeah. what was that about? Yeah. What was that about? Yeah, apparently there's no PR company willing to uh, to take that job. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it, it seems like an impossible job to improve their image, and especially when they're not willing to really change something. So I think the goodwill that our government has here is really very low at this point. Wow. Same as the like the government distrib- distributed uh, the masks. And uh, I don't see really a lot of people using that either. Wow. Can, uh, can you guys do that? Can you guys go and help the Hong Kong government? No, we're not a PR company. <laughs> but within, within, the, within the network. That's just, that's a, I don't know, that sounds pretty, uh, sounds pretty, pretty, pretty sad. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but so but definitely, yeah. but definitely, definitely, they they can do better, right? Yeah. In terms of uh, the message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, ten years ago you were in China, and but you occasionally came back to Hong Kong. If you compare this atmosphere back then to now, what is the difference? Okay, my memory is very bad. Let's uh let's go back ten years. So we're talking about twenty ten. Twenty ten. Okay, yeah. So 2010, I was I spent a lot of time in Beijing. Um, I was actually based in Beijing, so I, 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 I probably come back like like a month or two out of the year. Yeah. Uh, to Hong Kong, yeah. So, um, yeah, but definitely, like you know, I think the last decade, you know, uh, the sentiment has has gotten worse, right? Definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's quite obvious too. I mean, there's basically two camps in Hong Kong, right? Mm-hmm. It's like there's the people that actually now I, I try not to get into political uh, stance uh, today, um, uh, but uh, I just want to give you some of my observations. You know, so there's people that uh, actually acknowledge that um, the the actual the uh, the economical collaboration, you know, between Hong Kong and China is crucial, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. so so you see a lot of uh, people, you know, finding success in in you know setting up business or 
uh, you know, like, like, um, you know, just basically, you know, like, like doing business activities in China. And then there's the other camp, right? Yeah. That says, hey, we don't need China. Chinese, China's evil. Um, um, and uh, dangerous. Um, dangerous. We would, we would prefer to, uh, to limit our potential here. Yeah. Uh, our business and everything. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, you just got to make the choice. It's very simple. Yeah. And these two camps sometimes happen in the same family. In Even in the same couple. Yeah. I know couple. people who have their husband has factories in China. Yeah. And the wife here is uh, in a protest movement. So it's really very divided. So how did that go? Yeah, they they don't see each other often. So it seems there's no divorce yet. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it creates tension. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's a... Uh... It's a tough one, right? Yeah, and 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 it's only gonna get worse. I think. I mean, what what I think as a, as a person growing up in Hong Kong, I think what what really hurts the most is, it, you know, I think it's a couple months ago before the whole pandemic. Mm. Like we were still there's no. Let's go back six months, right? There's no pandemic. When life was still kind of normal. Kind of normal. There were protests. Yeah, know? yeah, but towards the end of that protest uh, period, you know, you go down to the street. You know, for me, what hurts the most is is seeing our city just damage mm, mm, by by um, our own people yeah, yeah. We, my, that, that's my, a very hard yeah my, indeed a very hard point i mean yeah it's uh yeah without going into politi- political exactly. issues it's it's very hard because my kid is also asking me or he, he it also triggers aggression within him actually what? because you destroy things it's it's yeah it's not a it yeah. doesn't create a, a happy feeling. It will make people in in their in their yeah instincts mm-hmm. unhappy or angry and, and uh, yeah it's a very negative thing. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, so what did you tell him? Yeah, that there are people angry and that that's their way of expressing their anger and that they feel hopeless. And then I will tell him that it that's never the solution. It's never the solution. Always to to talk and to figure out a more smart way to express yourself or to get what you you want to have. Yeah. So yeah, but no, it's it's very clear that it affected him, and he also wanted even to to move away because it's uh, wow. Yeah, he was saying like uh, we there, let's go back to the Netherlands. There's no protest there. And then I said, yeah, but there are many other problems there, you know. So don't think that that's paradise. But uh, yeah, it's mm. it's uh, interesting. Yeah. He also he also was drawing uh, the protest. So oh, really? yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, like it, it's it's like it's like almost impossible to try to explain to. A six or seven year old kid about exactly what's happening right yeah but it's so it, hard it's... first you have to protest then you have the pandemic and mm-hmm. they they couldn't go to school for five months right and then during that period they also closed down the playgrounds and everything and and a lot of kids were also just staying at home so yeah you also have to find other uh, friends for him to play with with a family that's allowing them to have some sort of contact so yeah, I'm, I'm sure it, it will have some impression on them when they're uh, for, for the rest of their lives. And yeah, of course, as, as parents, you try to give it some context. And um, I don't think that they're necessarily traumatized by it. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, 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 I think you guys work with a lot of uh, clients in in Asia, right? Mm. So how, how do people think? You know, how do people think about the future of Hong Kong? In I think in in the probably in the business or the the lifestyle living sort of context. Actually, uh, for our clients, since they usually have a holding here and uh, uh, not always uh, an office here, it's not for the short term. It won't really be having any influence, I would say. But uh, yeah, Hong Kong's reputation or image is is definitely damaged, and uh, this yeah, the, it's it's like uh, there's unrest. So, but actually, it started already with the bank accounts. Um, it's the banks here are very uh careful with taking clients and there's a lot of uh know your client policies requirements uh to to for the client to go through before they're getting a bank account and if they want to change something with a bank account they want to add authorized signers or it yeah it's very hard to do it from a distance and people at banks are trained really in a very bad way because they are not there to fix your problem or to help you, to empathize with you. They are just applying policy. And that is making so many clients, including ourselves, very frustrated. And that's already a problem for years. And the government tried, actually, to do something about it, but uh, didn't help. And, uh, you know, part of that is because they are getting a lot of high penalties back, like in the U.S., for not, for, for having, uh, yeah, policies... Uh, that are not working. Uh, so, but the answer is to have their answer. Uh, the, the bank's answer is to have even more policies. So it's not really ironically. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like problem solving. So it's not from the top down. It's not problem solving, and also not at the front desk. But indeed, Singapore again, Singapore is able to fix this and is able to have bank accounts open. So yeah, I, yeah, that's that's it's uh, if it's lasting long enough, the reputation is, yeah, then the, it's it's damaged for the long term, and then plus the the yeah the uh, the the attitude or the negativity or the unhappiness that is here, I think it it does affect yeah, and that uh, companies are considering to move to another hub. Yeah, yeah. isn't that like the the most basic thing to have if you want to start a company to have a bank account, right? Yeah, it's, it's and, unbelievable. And I have clients who who are really have a very long track record, and and yeah, it's it's still difficult. Yeah, like like how how bad it is if if it's like unproven entrepreneur, okay? Well, without a lot of assets with the company, it's a new company. I can understand that, but like the people that have track record. That's yeah. still struggling. You have to, to bypass to the a... front desk uh, uh, person who is trained the totally the wrong way. Okay. So But but luckily there is a, there are answers. There's like digital yeah. banks uh, coming up to uh, yeah, because there's a need. Indeed, how can you do business without a bank account? At the end of the day you need those those institutions, unfortunately. So yeah, that that hopefully that will uh, solve some problems. Yeah. Right. And and what was the thing, just curious, what was the thing that government tried to help but they didn't work? <laughs> uh, I think they issued a, a statement or issued an, yeah, kind of like an encouraging, encouraging statement to that it, it this needs to be addressed. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Without, really without actually helping, yeah. 
yeah, I think, yeah, you know, without going into politics uh, behind the scenes, you know, the big banks in Hong Kong and the governments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, a different kind of circle. Yeah. I have I have that feeling. Yeah. 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 Hey, but you, you know China very well. Um, is there, is there, would you consider to move to China or, yeah, to, yeah, to, to raise your kid there? And, uh... That's a interesting question. I, I just came back to Hong Kong three years ago. Uh, I, I, I literally lived in China for more than 10 years. Uh, my daughter was actually born in Hong Kong, but, uh, you know, she, oh, she, okay. she spent the first couple of years also in, up in Beijing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's um, you know, so we 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 have kind of been we have kind of seen it, you know, like you know, definitely there's pros and cons, uh, but at this moment, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just very focused on building my business uh up here, yeah, um, in in Hong Kong, so um, yeah, but you know, I mean, once the border opens up, you know, it's, it was it would mean that we can still go back to normal. Yeah. Uh, whatever business trip we need and yeah but uh, uh you know for i think for 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 hong kong people one problem that we have to deal with is is i'm sure you know that too because you live in china quite quite some time before too right so it's it's the education in up in up in china right so uh there's a lot more option here for for kids yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah in terms yeah, of yeah. schools uh and if if it yeah, it, the system it, there is yeah comparable with the system here, the public system. There. Yeah, yeah, because if, it, if if you go if you if your kid goes to the school in in China, like you know, like your options are international schools, or you know the local system where like, well, do you you know is it's it the best thing? Limited. Yeah, yeah is it the best limited. thing for 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 you? But I also see that there's a lot of innovations too in that education space in mm-hmm. China. There's a lot more schools coming up. Of course, you know um um private school right so there are a lot of new um, ways to get educations now compared to yeah before it's always like just the public and the private but there's a whole lot of options now actually in the middle so i think it, yeah it used to be like more private yeah. international private i yeah. think a lot of local private schools are coming up now yeah, which is like, um, you know, in terms of, because there's a big gap, right? Like yeah. You either pay nothing or you pay a lot of money. Yeah, now yeah, there's like a, a lot of stuff totally. in the middle, yeah. uh, uh, which makes it uh, feasible for, for a lot of families to consider. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's hard for a foreign invested uh, company to get, uh, it's not easy to get the right licenses. Yeah. To to operate a school. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. It's always hard. Yeah. Right? It's always hard. I mean, yeah. you it's you know you, you're dealing with the government uh, uh, department yeah, it's a sensitive industry but but yeah I agree with you there's a lot there there's a lot of opportunity there actually yeah 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 okay so you will continue to live in uh, Hong Kong and uh, yeah continue to try to optimize your life and your business here and just see for the long term what it will, for the, what the future will bring. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just just have to stay, po- you know, um, positive, right? Yeah. Just have to stay stay positive, yeah. right? And and but this is what I always believe, and you know, I always like you know sometimes I coach like you know like young people and entrepreneurs and you know like it's you know people people tend to complain, right? Yeah. So you can you can complain 
all day long about the lack of resources in the environment, which I kind of like outlined a little bit today, right? Like you could complain all day long, but then look around, there's still people that are succeeding. Yeah. How do they do that? Yeah. A lot of people, and even now because of the technology and everything, like it's even uh, much easier, right? To yeah. actually create your business. All yeah. you need is a laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Amazon. Yeah. Um, and you know you can create a business on uh, from your bedroom, right? So I think there's no, there's really there shouldn't be any excuse, you know. Like yeah, uh, this okay, is what yeah. I this is what I believe in, you know. Yeah. If uh, if you want to create a business, um, it's much easier now, right, compared to 10, 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you mean instead of focusing on the limiting factors, there's also a lot of yeah positive supporting factors actually it is easier there is a lot of more and more information available and you can do a lot without a huge investment yes That's look true. look at all the the kols and stars out there with a phone you can yeah. make you can make a lot of ad money but you right? do have to have <laughs> access to to the to the right platforms i mean yeah the, the platforms are free youtube is free yeah, Facebook is free. If you're in China, you, TikTok yeah. is free. I think that there's the focal difference. If you're in China, you need to focus on sales in China. I mean, you don't have easy access to YouTube and, and Twitter and the international part of the world. Yeah, well, in China, it's, it's very different, right? In China, the I think the it's still is still WeChat, Weibo, and you know the China Chinese platform. But it could be that in Hong Kong, that you know it's getting it will also be more and more. Those platforms, instead of the platform that that is are being used right now. Well, unlikely, right? Because actually, uh, the social media um, uh, world is as a protocol. For example, like you know, you see like Baidu and Tencent, all this company, right? The reason why they grew so big is because of that support from yeah. you know the government. Yeah. Um. But but. But by working with the government, you know, like everything has to be censored, yeah. and it's uh, it's not a secret. So like YouTube will never like YouTube as in Google. YouTube yeah, belongs yeah, to yeah. Google. Yeah. Like Google will never do that. You know, Facebook will never do that. Yeah. yeah um, so. And so it's a very different uh, uh, environment. So if you if you if you're like a social media company, you say I'm not gonna be censored, then you can't operate in China. Like period. But what about Hong Kong and in the future? Well, it's hard to predict, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, but but as 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 it as it stands today, right? Like Hong Kong still has um, the freedom of speech, the uncensored um, media advantage, uh, which is actually it's 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 that's that's the one thing people st- still still should remember. Mm-hmm. You know, like Hong Kong still has that advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you cross the border, like you know, things are very different. Yeah. In that sense, so. Um, Depending on what you do, yeah, that, that's actually uh, still still one important factor of the lifestyle. I, I cannot imagine like having to use a VPN to access everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, everything cause, gets slow. Yeah. I can even remember that it happened. Oh yeah. That I had like Facebook access, and then yeah, one day it was just cut off, mm-hmm. and we all thought it would just last for three weeks or something. Or maybe three months because of uh, Congress or whatever, but now years later, it's it's still it's I don't even know how many years it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, for over a decade. Yeah, it's 
it's it's locked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's actually one company uh, that's interesting. Um, if you look at all the tech giants, okay, mm. uh, that's coming from the Western uh, side of the world. It, you know, like LinkedIn is a very good example. You know, LinkedIn, uh, it's not blocked in China. Yeah. Right. The, but the reason that it's not blocked is because uh, LinkedIn make a very uh, a clear strategy when they operate in China, the Chinese version of LinkedIn, which is Lingying, right? So that, yeah. that Chinese version of LinkedIn, uh, there's no uh, videos. Um, a lot, you cannot just easily post videos. So they make a different product for the Chinese market. And I think because of those strategy, it, it, it worked because, uh, you know, the moment you allow people to just post video talking about anything, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the yeah. end of the, yeah, uh, that's danger. That's the uh, end of the, the business, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, I think that's a very good example. I mean, like if you operate in China, you have to follow the rules, but it doesn't mean that you, you cannot find a different way mm -hmm. to, to, to operate. Yeah. Right? So I think that's a good lesson. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. It's uh, interesting. Yeah, sure. It's my pleasure. Yeah, thanks. Hey, Suki. Welcome in the show. Thank you for being here. How are you? Hi, Troy. I'm good. And you? Yes, I'm also good. Thank you. Hey, and uh, can you tell us uh, a bit about uh, yourself? Um, so my name is Suki. I was born and raised in Hong Kong. And since last year, I came to London to study a master's degree for uh, one year. Okay. So, okay. So you're now uh, quite a long time in the UK. Um, yeah, you, for sure, you know what's happening in Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, how do you, you feel about the situation here? Um... Well, before I came, the the um, there was already protest, and I I already felt um, kind of sad about the situation because obviously you can see that the society um, was split into two or more than two, uh, and and it it's. It's a situation that is very hard to solve because there are too many problems and people have different um, demands. So, mm -hmm. and yep. especially the the young generation and the old generation, they don't they have very different um, um, purpose. So, um, yeah, it's I think it's kind of stuck, and for me, it's mm -hmm. very depressing to see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It breaks your heart that it's like this at this moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and do you think that uh, most people your age um, feel the same way? Yes. Um, well, my friends are all at, at my age. And, um, um, you know, every day you see the news and mm -hmm. it's all negative. And... And most of us feel like there's no way out, and mm -hmm. but you still have to do it. Like tell the people what you think, but you don't see um, a way out in the sh in the near future. Yeah, there's no solution that will yeah. like that will make no everyone happy. 
there's no single person who can solve the problem quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is your family all on one line in this respect? Uh, actually, no. And I'm the only one um, who has a different opinion in my family. So I don't really talk about it with them because I don't know how to express my opinion in a nice way. So I just afford mm -hmm. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that happens with more families here in the yeah. society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that you can predict the future, but um, yeah, you still have to make decisions for yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and that, that is related to Hong Kong, how you see Hong Kong in the coming five or 10 years or 20 years. And also because at some point you hopefully we'll start your own family so also maybe your future children involved yeah does this influence your future plans well i always saw um hong kong as my um like i always like to travel around the world and i don't mind to stay in different countries or cities every few years um that was my plan And I always saw Hong Kong as the, the destination that I can always come back. But I may have to reconsider this. Yeah, as in maybe not yeah. come back and and yeah, your future. Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So that, that so it, it did influence a bit. So you will uh, still travel around the world and 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 live in different places but yeah. maybe consider more seriously to stay there for the long term yeah exactly okay yeah and how does it feel uh, uh, to live in the in the uk in the in europe or actually uk is not really and not eu anymore <laughs> so, uh. yeah it's it's um quite different Uh, for I, I live in London, so it's already much bigger than Hong Kong, and people are very international. And the weather, especially the winter here, could make you very depressed. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm in from general, the I, like, so I know. Yeah. And uh, but in general, I like it. I like yeah. the diversity okay. here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the diversity here must be really nice in London, indeed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, did you have to adjust or uh, was it very smoothly from the beginning? Do you um, feel any discrimination, especially during the virus situation since it was coming from China and you look Asian? Well, for uh, first I came um, last September. Um, uh, it was quite smooth because I came with my boyfriend and, and he helped me a lot. And... I think to live abroad, you really need to be open-minded and to observe how people do things and learn from them. And you also need to accept and, most importantly, respect other cultures, especially when you live in a diverse um, country or, or city. And because one sentence or word could mean different things in another language. So try to talk, uh, communicate and understand more before you make a decision or before you judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It's also important to try to see the good side of things or people. Try not to um, judge so fast. 
And for discrimination, uh, fortunately, I have not encountered that yet. But I think because London is quite uh, international, as I said, and but I also heard a lot of stories about Asians being discriminated in Europe or other countries. Yeah, but you didn't really had any personal mm-hmm. encounter in that respect. No. Okay, that's 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 great. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. Great. So, yeah. So, so you uh, initially you uh, went there for study, and now maybe you will stay longer, uh, yeah, and maybe even explore other countries. So you will have to start from from scratch again. Yes. Is that uh, something? Yeah. Is it hard, or you see it as a challenge? Uh, you're not afraid of. Well, it's it's not easy because of mm-hmm. the residency and the regulations in different country. How they protect their the local employees, but I think uh, it's very challenging. But I enjoy it. I I because I think um, I really want to experience different culture. I don't want to stay in the same place for a long time, and I want to go out of my comfort zone. Yeah, so that's yeah, fun yeah, yeah, yeah. And your family will stay behind in Hong Kong. Uh, are you worried about them, or you think they will be all right? Uh, yeah, they're they're still in Hong Kong, and I think they will stay. Uh, but I think they will be fine. Yeah. Okay. You're not too worried about them. No. No. Okay. And you think that the business, yeah, the business climate in Hong Kong, do you, do you think that that will be affected by what is happening? Well, after the 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 new laws and regulations, I think it definitely will affect it. But yeah, it's just the the matter of time. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then good that you already made your step uh, uh, to yeah be abroad. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for time. sharing this. Sorry. Interesting time. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much for sharing your view with us and uh, wishing you a lot of luck with everything. Thank you for uh, inviting me as well. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.